Hello and welcome to this edition of the Kill Germ Podcast. We're following a similar format to last time where I have my special guest and I have Dr Matthew Davis, who is the head of the technical department here at Kill Germ. The special guest this time joining us over the phone is Victor Brugman, the head of development and partnerships at Vicotech, the company that has developed BugSense. So thank you both for joining me today. Firstly, tell me a little bit about yourself, Victor. How long have you worked at Vicotech and what was your route into the industry? I'm Head of Development and Partnerships at Vicotech Limited. I've been working here for uh, just over two and a half years. Uh, my background is in medical entomology, specifically mosquito behaviour. So I spent um, a lot of my time in fields during my PhD, exposing my legs and uh, seeing whether mosquitoes would bite me, uh, what time of day, and whether they were biting anything else. So doing a lot of blood meal analysis um, and just seeing what the mosquitoes were, were feeding on. Um, I then worked a bit more on mosquito olfaction at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and understanding essentially the, the different smells and, and how changes in the way that we smell when we're infected with malaria, for example, can influence the way the mosquito responds to us and actually potentially increase um, levels of um, transmission by the mosquito. After that, I decided I wanted a bit more of a commercial aspect. So um, I joined a, a biotech startup that was based around using uh, different technologies to target house dust mites. Um, after two and a half years spent there, I moved to Vicotech. And uh, really, I've been there since, working on our, our pipeline there. Alongside this, I'm also honorary assistant professor at the School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And I spend my time there uh, leading on field courses Well, it's all very interesting stuff, right, from sort of using yourself as as human bait through the research and, and everything else. You, you mentioned Vicotech there. Um, what is Vicotech all about? What What's their role in, in the industry? Yeah, so Vicotech was founded by two professors of medical entomology and chemical ecology um, who are still at the school. And really it was founded out of a, a need, really, a desire to bring a lot of the novel technology a lot of the ideas coming out of the university actually through to application. So in the academic world, there's so much exciting research and, and so many great ideas, but often there's a sort of barrier to get it through to um, the application and actually the market. And, and we work as a whole in such a practical area, you know, control of pests, control of pests that spread disease. Um, it, it was felt to be so important really to bridge that gap. And that's what Vigatech does. So, so being placed at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, so we're the school's first spin-out. Um, we're really well placed to access the IP and the ideas coming out of the school as well as the facilities and the technology. Um, and then really what we do is we de-risk the technology essentially. So, so a promising idea that's essentially an academic um, idea we take from the school, we evaluate it, and then we as speaker tech develop it through um, to commercialization. And, and that's really been seen um, with the way that we've taken the bug sensor through its research pipeline. Right, uh, okay, so you've mentioned bug sense there. What actually is that? So, bug sense is Vicotech's first product, actually. It's a new uh, patented pheromone based um, attractant or lure. So, it's based on the natural aggregation pheromone um, for bed bugs. So, we're all familiar with the fact that bed bugs aggregate in harbourages or refuges and really 
the original research was designed to look at what are the volatile components, what are the, the chemicals that are released by bed bugs into the air, what are they, and how can we capitalize on that to exploit bed bug behavior and actually catch them better. So bug sense is essentially mimicking, so it's a mimic, using biomimicry, if you want to be exact, of the abrogation experiment in a lure format, and that can be placed into a monitoring trap and enhance the performance of the monitoring trap so that um, we can better detect bed bugs early. So really, with bed bugs remaining a big problem, the big challenge that we found, especially at the beginning of the research, was in early stage detection. So, you know, when the bed bugs and infestation is heavily um, established, it's not difficult to find them. But really early stages with bed bugs able to come in and out in, in luggage, we know they're attracted to dirty laundry, for example. When they go into a hotel room, even if it's just been treated, it can reinfest need a single female bug. So what we want to do is target the early stage infestation and bug sense really allows us to do that because we know that bed bugs aggregate at all stages, all motile stages, and for nymphs and adults. And so therefore we can use that behaviour to improve the catches of monitoring traps. There's a lot gone into that by the sounds of it. So just how long have you been working on bug sense? So um, the whole sort of innovation journey right from the beginning is, is currently tossing up to the, I think, 12 plus years. So for me personally, about two and a half. But the original research was a collaborative project between professors at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine um, and at Rothamsted Research, um, which is an agricultural research um, institution. And really the original question of that research was, what are the volatile components causing aggregation? So at the time, we knew that there was a volatile aspect, and this involved um, Demiochemicals, so chemicals that are involved in modulating or changing insect behaviour, but we really didn't know what that involved. So essentially that whole process from original research question, collaborative research, um, was 12 plus years ago. Various research projects developed this through, it was actually a PhD project originally, um, by someone called Emma Weeks. And through the whole development process, it was found that there are a huge range of different um, volatile of the aggregation compound and these were narrowed down um, to the key ones that we know are responsible for causing bed bugs to aggregate. So we know that pheromones as a whole are comprised of a lot of different compounds at different ratios but not all of them are equal. So some of them produce a greater response or are more important in producing that response and from Beakertech's perspective that was really important because from a commercial standpoint you can't have something with 20, 30 different compounds in because that just doesn't work. So we narrowed that down to the key compounds involved in aggregation. Um, and then Beakertech took that over um, about five, six years ago. And we've been working on formulation, um, efficacy testing, um, form factor really to get it to a stage where we can now, as we've recently released, uh, where it can actually be used by pest controllers in the field. Yeah, Victor, you've already, um, you've already covered this to an extent, but is in terms of the development of the lure, is there anything else that, that was interesting that you found? Yeah, so the thing I love about working in this field at Beakertech and also previously at LFHDM is that we use some really specialised insect-based um, techniques, so both from a behavioural assay, so insect behaviour perspective, but also from a chemical ecology, so understanding their responses to um, different odours. So one of the most interesting, if a little gruesome sounding techniques, um, it's called electroantinography or EAG. And the way this works is, 
or the objective of the way uh, of this technique is to understand which compounds produce a response, an actual response in the antenna of whichever insect you're looking at. It could be a mosquito, it could be a bed bug. So to do this, you behead the insect, and the head stays alive for um, about half an hour, depending on the insect, um, after the procedure. And what you do, you place the antenna in one electrode of this specialist um, equipment, and you place another electrode in the back of the head. And what this does, this creates a complete electrical circuit, and then you can pass minute amounts of compound, of your selected compound or your compound mix, over the antenna. And what you get is, if the insect is responding to that compound, you get a depolarization. So you get basically a, an, an electrical response. So from that, we can tell, oh, the insect has responded to that particular compound. Now, that doesn't tell us whether the insect is attracted to or repelled by it. So that's what some of the original research is, is why it's so interesting, because you really don't know about that. So what you then do is say compound X, puff it over, you've seen that response using EAG, you link that to gas chromatography, which is effectively the CSI thing you see in a lot of um, TV dramas. And what this allows you to do is, is put that compound in and identify um, what that compound actually is, because sometimes you might not know what's in the original blend, I should say. Um, and then once you know what those compounds are, you translate it into behavioral assays. So for bed bugs, you would put them in an arena and see whether compound X that you've identified using EAG and gas chromatography is either attractive or repellent. So that, I would say, is probably the most interesting part of the um, development process. The other aspect, which is perhaps a bit more nightmarish, is um, what we call our beta bedroom assay. So we're really keen to make sure Whenever, whatever we develop is really true to life. So we use a lot of facilities such as free flight room facilities at the university, which allows us to release mosquitoes into a contained space and see how they're biting or um, how much they're biting or not if we're developing a repellent, for example. And in the same vein, the, the bug sense, what we do is a lot of basic bedroom experiments. So um, the lucky staff members sleep in a bed and we release bugs into the arena in, in which the bed is in. And we can see what the bugs are doing in the presence of the host or in the absence of the host um, to test. So um, there was a lot of discussion about staff sleeping in the job essentially, but um, it was quite an important part of our development process. Thanks, Victor, for the for the rundown of the development of the lure there. That's uh, that's my kind of thing. I th- thoroughly enjoyed that. And um, obviously there's the technical side of things behind the, the science, but I did, I did love the uh, the information about the, the beheaded bed bug that makes me smile as well. The things the things we have to do as, uh, as entomologists from time to time. But yeah, I think... Um, you know, listening to Victor reading, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about getting this lure out and people starting to use it now. And uh, you know, I think uh, it's going to be going to be quite beneficial, really. Yeah, I think it is going to be beneficial. But Matt, I'll stick with you. What actually are the key benefits? Yeah, that's good. I can, I can pick a, a few bullet points out there, kind of summarise uh, Victor's rundown of, of bug sense. And I think the things that I'm taking away from it, we've got a lure that can be used in a, a variety of, of different monitors. So that's, that's a flexible thing. It's a lure on its own independently that then you would put into a monitor of your choice. So it's nice to have that, that ability to make those choices. Um, we, can, we can come on to the couple of types of monitors a bit, a bit later, actually. Um, other things, then, we're hearing about the ability to detect bed bug activity quite rapidly. Um, and that's, that's the key thing, isn't it? You want a sensitive monitor that picks up low-level activity. As Victor mentioned, you know, we're thinking of the practical side of things, going into a bed bug job, and doing an inspection where there's a good amount of bedrock activity, you're going to find it. 
Um, so the detailed visual inspection plus the backup of the monitors is what we're, we're hoping for to help us with low level activity. I think as well, um, for, for pest controllers out there thinking about using a lure, um, you, you don't want to have to be changing the, uh, the lure too often. And the fact that this one works for up to three months in, in the field, depending on conditions, and that's, that's a reassuring point. We've got that regular um, you know, frequency there, three months, and that, that keeps things nice, nice and in check. I think the shelf life as well in storage is good. If, if for some reason you're not getting through many bed bug jobs, then uh, you've got an 18 month shelf life at, at room temperature. So all, all the right kind of uh, timelines there. So yeah, very good, very good really. That's quite interesting there, Matt, that you mentioned that it, it goes into other bed bug monitors. So which existing bed bug monitors does it fit in? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I've worked with, with Victor and Kiljams, worked with the, the Vicatec team, um, and there are a couple of bed bug monitors that, that stand out for me that performed quite well with the with the lure integrated. Um, the the AF insect monitor has had some good good results, and also the um, the Sensi volcano as well. So that's more of a pitfall trap, whereas the AF crawling insect monitor has got the the glue pad inside. And yep, we can use either of those really well with the with the lure. It doesn't stop you using it in other um, monitors, but we've got that confidence that in those particular two, then we've had uh, some good practical results. Um, I think a sort of final benefit for me is knowing that it's a pheromone-based lure, so a mimic of the aggregation pheromone for bed bugs, then it is attracting all life stages of the bed bugs, so that's males, females, nymphs, uh, and of course, you know, the the reproductive status as well, it attracts all, all, all parts of the life cycle, all life stages, whether they've had a, a feed or not as well, and whether they've taken a blood meal or not. So that's, that's useful to know. There are some other effective bed bugglers available on the market. Um, so how does BugSense compare to those? Yeah, good question. Even though there are some good, good bed bugglers already available on the market, uh, one in particular stands out for me, and that's based on a, on a chiromone. Um, chiromone lures are different to pheromone lures. The bug scent lure is a pheromone lure. We know about the benefits of that because we've talked about it. Chiromone lures are a bit different because they're more a mimic of, of the host. So utilising that to draw the bed bugs to a monitor is a different way of doing things compared to the bug sense lure, which is a mimic of uh, you know, bed bug attractive compounds. And uh, it's nice to have that option between you know two different techniques. We're, we're great, grateful to have that option in public health pest control, and you know pros and cons for for each each option. So I think you know the, the the big important thing to see is we're getting a lot of development in the area of lures, a lot of technology, and certainly a lot of science behind it. So that all pleases me, and we've got an evidence base to help us with with monitoring of, of bed bugs. So all, all, all good in my book. I think the thing that, that sort of struck me with this is just how much work and, and the time and that's gone into the development. I think as sort of end users, as products in general, not just not just in pest control, you, you kind of don't realise the the research and the development that goes into stuff. So so following on from that, Victor, what else are Vicotech working on? So at Vicotech, we work, broadly speaking, on the science of smell. So things that attract insects and ways to repel them and also ways to detect them, and broadly speaking across both. So um, whilst I can't go into a lot of detail, what I can say is that we're working on um, a novel repellent, uh, 
could say against mosquitoes, but also um, it will work against other key targets such as Pulicoides biting midges, uh, the ones you might get on the um, east coast of Scotland that are that are at very very high density at certain times of the year. Um, and also we are working on a range of sensor technologies um, as well as novel ways to attract mosquitoes. Well, thank you both for joining me. I think it's it's really interesting to hear about a subject that we've not really touched on much with the Killjoy podcast in terms of monitoring, specifically bedbug monitoring. So, yeah, um, it's good to shine a, a bit of light on that. So thank you for joining me, uh, both of you. Yeah, thanks, Eden. It's been great. Um, very happy to have uh, Victor join us and, and grateful for the for the science, really. And, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Eden and Matt. Thanks for having me. It's been great to speak with you uh, today. The basis prompt code that you'll need for this episode of the Killjoy podcast is VB-MD-0420. That's VB-MD-0420. For full instructions on how to claim the points for basis prompt and the BPCA, go back to either of the first two episodes of the Killjoy podcast where I explain in full. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.